Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cerulean Roll. I am your DM, also Eldorus Seawalk Dragon, and I'm joined by my two usual co-hosts. Hi, I'm Jamzy, and I play as Nanette Silkenthorn. Hello, I'm Crow, and I play Edric and Mako. And let's get straight into the recap. Last time on Cerulean Roll, as the journey to Egrith continued, Nanette was faced with the tiredness from the nightmare before. However, pushing through, the entire crew had a world of fun the next day. Adric suggested they hold a fishing tournament amongst everyone. But as they got going, a monstrous beast exploded out of the sea and locked them into a fierce battle, though it was uh, quickly defeated the first time. The tournament continued, and after Nanette's victory, which she ended it with a climactic finish, catching a huge shark covered in gemstones and teeth of amber. But in celebrating their victory, the creature they once defeated writhed and rose from the dead. As it suddenly launched a fireball, knocking the entirety of the crew out, besides Nanette. As she was tired and panicked, she decided to heal Adoris, who ended it, who ended the shielded beast with a strong strike, cleaving it in half. But they were not out of the water that easy. As they began to make a mad dash towards a nearby island after stabilizing the crew, Eldorus in his panic mindset couldn't restrain himself and crashed the beach into the shoreline. Nanette scrambled onto the shore and found a barely hidden chest filled with items. They snapped Adric out of his sleep, which broke him out of a terrible experience within Shadowfell. And as they sat there talking, that's where we continue. Adric, you uh, freshly awoken and just got news of Eldorus crashing the ship. You crashed the ship? Uh, well, yes, and, uh, yeah, yes, yes, I did. What? What are we gonna do about that? We just fixed it in last village. Well, I was a little panicked when I realized that, oh my god, you guys are going to die. Yeah. That's you know pretty understandable. I... Yeah. That'll make me feel bad now. Well, now that we're here, um... I guess there's nothing better to do than look around and, uh, make sure Jewel and Kishi are alright. Right, we need to get some help for those two as well. Alright. And... Uh, what do you guys do? Um... I... Really quick, I guess I'll just check on... Jewel and Ikeji to see if they're, you know, still doing okay. Um, who do you go to first? Because they're all in these separate hammocks right next to, um, Adric. Um, I will go to Jewel. As you walk over to Jewel, um, you see she's completely knocked out, and 
you can roll a medicine check to see if you can realize her current state. Okay. Not great. Um, you, as you put your hand to her forehead, you feel that she's a little feverish. She's snoozing away, but she doesn't seem to be in the greatest of states, but she's stabilized as far as you can tell. Good, good. And, uh, as you walk over to Kishi, uh, roll that for me, too. Roll a medicine, too. Oh, that's better. <laughs> Much better. Okay. You put your hand onto Kishi's chest. You feel his heart is beating, though faint. He is still hanging in there. Um, he also seems to be a little feverish from, you know, the entire situation. Parts yeah. of his body are charred. There, it, He's covered in a grievous amount of wounds that would kill someone on average. Uh, hopefully we can find something to help these two. I'd say the best thing we can do is uh, look for herbs and whatever we can, maybe any more chest filled with goodies, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, that being said, we should probably get looking, huh? For sure. And you guys all continue off the ship? Yeah. Uh, Adric, are you sure you're okay to walk around? No, good question. My entire body stores. Your, Adric, you do feel like your entire body is, uh, for lack of a better terms, it feels like you have gone through hell and back, and you quite literally have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you need to lay down, you can. Uh, are you sure you're both gonna be okay? Probably. I'm quite sure we'll be alright. As far as I can tell, there doesn't seem to be anything dangerous. Alright, well, if you both need anything, I'll be there with the both of them. Alright. You keep an eye on them, and I can trust you with their safety. Alright. And, uh, so it's just going to be Ninette and Aldorus hopping off the boat, and Adric, you'll stay back on the hammock. Okay, okay. Um. Real quick, Cucumber. Uh, Crow, you have the mic in and stuff? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Are you far it, away? Yeah, are no. you far away? Oh. No. It sounds like your phone mic. Yeah. Can you try oh, unplugging really? the mic for me? Yeah, hold on. Or checking if Discord is actually going through the mic.
I just want to get this sorted out before anything. Is it better? Oh, yes. Vastly. <laughs> okay. Sick. Okay, cool. Um, and we'll get right back into it. Cucumber. And, uh, Nanette, as you open the door and, uh, Eldorus follows you out into the open air, the ship is tilted, um, almost eerily close to how it was in your nightmare. Oh, no. It's, it's the same sort of tilt to the ship. And you almost get flashes of imagery in your head, akin to that day. Oh, God. Nanette tries to, like, shake it off a little bit. You shake yourself off, and what are you doing? You're just going to hop off the ship? Mm-hmm. Um, as you hop down, Eldorus follows, and you guys are on that same beach where you that you scrambled across to find that mm-hmm. chest. You see a bunch of these wooden sticks that are pointed upright with um, white ribbons that are hanging off of them and blowing in the breeze. And you also see an obelisk in the center of them. Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna sound really stupid for asking this, but what's an obelisk? (laughs) An obelisk is kind of like a stone pillar that looks man-made. Oh, okay. That's, um, a little odd. Uh, You don't see that type of thing every day. Maybe it's something. Maybe. Where'd you find those potions, by the way? Or that potion? Oh, um, can I look around to see if I could see the chest again? Um, yes, roll me a perception, or an investigation check. Since, uh, it did get covered in sand again after you opened it. Wow. Holy Um. shit! (laughs) Yeah, you, you find it. That's a natural 20. Um, 24. You, you easily walk over to the spot where you see sand is slightly sunken in and in an irregular shape on this, this, uh, kind of gravelly beach. There is this chest buried in here. It wasn't buried very well, so I found it pretty easily. There's some other stuff in here, but I didn't really think it was important. Uh, and Eldorus kneels down on it, and or next to it, and begins to shift the gravel away, and he pulls out the chest, and he gives it a crack open and goes, Oh, Cowboy. Yeah, cowboy. This reminds me of a hat I saw back in the day. What was that guy's name again? Uh, um, I don't remember. Oh. It's just some weakling I beat back in the day. Oh. Huh. You don't suppose maybe... He might have come back for revenge, right? Oh god, I hope not. I don't need any more <laughs> of that in my life. 
Um, and he also pulls out the pestle. And it's this elegantly made pestle. It's a um, one of those old-style revolvers that you can spin mm-hmm. the barrel full of bullets. It's this silky black pistol that looks like it hasn't aged a day. And there's gold accents along the barrel and the uh, ammo. Huh. Well, that could come in handy. Yeah, I guess I didn't really take that good of a look at it. Looks very Totally understandable. Yeah, you know, considering everything. You want a better look at it? Uh, okay. He tosses you this gun. And as you catch it, you feel the weight of the gun in your hand. And you feel this... It's a weird feeling coming off of this gun, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Hmm. A strange feeling? It's a, yes, a a strange feeling. It's a sensation. Huh. Can I try to decipher what it might be? Um, by what means? Um, maybe it's like a, a magical thing of some sort? Then roll me an arcana check. <laughs> you well, <laughs> you examine the gun, and besides the hefty weight of the bullets, you can't decipher whether it holds a surmountable amount of magic, but it definitely feels like. There is something else going on with this gun. Huh. Maybe, um... Maybe we should take this stuff just in case. I could see it being useful. I'll... Do you want to check out the rest of this place and then I'll I'll go run this back to the ship? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Eldorus takes the gun and takes the hat, um, and he rushes it back to the ship, and, uh, Nanette, what do you do as you're standing on this beach? Oh god, I hope it's not cursed. Anyways, um, I'm I'm just gonna keep looking around. Alright, uh, anything you're looking at particularly? Um, can you describe... Like, what is in front of me? The obelisk and the stakes. Um. Uh, you see the wooden stakes all have words carved into the sticks. And the obelisk oh. looks solitary. And you can definitely, definitely feel a magical aura emanating from it. Man, if only I had another spell slot. Okay, well... I think for now I'm gonna leave that alone, and I'm just gonna try to look more into the island itself. Okay, 
The only places that you could see besides going further down the beach is deeper into this large pillaring forest that lacks leaves. Um, alright, I guess I'll go into the forest. Okay, uh, Nanette, you walk through the gravel, making your way into the forest, and as you feel your feet hit the grass, you get close enough to realize that all of these trees are not trees. They are large and pillaring gemstones that scrape at the sky, and they're all this lilac color. Huh. And uh, I presume you continue inwards? Yes. Um, as you walk further in, you feel cold immediately. Cold? It's this cold sensation that washes over you. And it feels eerily quiet. Okay. <sighs> and as you walk further and further in, you see that the floor begins to get covered over in white mist. Um. It continues. I hope get, this getting... is by natural means and not some kind of illusion again. <laughs> the mist continues to grow. And you're just about knee deep into this mist. Jeez. And the forest almost feels like time is shifting and warbling with inside. In this forest. It's a little freaky. Um, Did you, you continue in? <laughs> um, do I? Uh, um, um, I guess it would be kind of hard to look, but is there, like, anything of note that's different, like, besides the trees? Besides the pellering gemstones that look like trees, you don't really discern anything else. And the trees are actually creating this dome around you, blocking your vision from the outside. It feels like every tree is meticulously placed to block out your view of everything else. I don't like that. <laughs> and suddenly, oh, a God. howl. This large, howling wind. <laughs> around you. As the mist picks up and completely encases your vision. Oh god, I don't need any more things happening right now. You see, there are these... It's just this dense fog around you. And... 
Can I leave? <laughs> um, I'm going to have you roll me oh, a quick perception check, to, or and it's perception, or I guess no. You can use. I'm gonna give you choice right here. You can use okay. investigation or nature. Uh, oh, both are the same for me, so it doesn't matter. Okay, um... Okay. I will... Uh, uh. Nanette, as <laughs> you... That's a natural one. <sighs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Nanette. <laughs> As you feel this mist completely encapsulate you, there is a sense of panic immediately instilled in you. You feel fear. And as you begin to backtrack and try to run out of the forest, you realize that you are lost in this abundant mist and this forest of trees. No. And... I'm supposed to be good at traveling through forests. <laughs> um, and at this time, Nanette, you see a figure in the mist. Oh, just God. Barely. <laughs> ah! Okay. <laughs> the figure seems to be approaching you. Um, I want to, I want to back up a little. I don't, I don't like this. You back up a little and the figure starts sprinting at you. What? <laughs> no. What the heck? And Nanette. Goodbye. Goodbye. You feel you bump into something from behind. What? The figure in front of you disappears. No, 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 no. And as you turn around, you see a familiar person standing right there. Huh? Familiar? Oh, Nanette. What have you gotten yourself into? And as you look into the face of Galeo, his eyes younger, softer. Oh no. His forehead bandaged tight. His horn lacking. Nanette, are you, what are you doing here? What are, I, I just, I, what are you, what is happening? What do you mean what's happening? You, you just sulked inside. What are you doing back out here?
I'm just I'm just blinking. Um, you see Galeo is looking at you with this concern, but he is also looking at you with a face of disdain. I hate that. I This is all too weird. I I have to get out of here. And uh, what do you do? Um. Galeo is standing in front of you. Uh, he looks eerily, eerily similar to how he did when he was younger. Uh, I. Uh, I don't know. I already tried leaving once, and that didn't really work. So. Nanette, what are you doing wasting time here? Wasting time? What do you mean, wasting time? You heard mom and dad. You have to be training. You're the chief. You're the soon-to-be chief. Why are you wasting time around pirates? Uh, because... You're just, you're just a figment of the past. It doesn't really matter. A figment of the past. Is that what you consider your brother now? No, it's... (sighs) I don't know. As he reaches out to touch your cheek, you see as his barren hand becomes one with a tight glove around it. A red glove. And you see his appearance becomes much older. This is so weird. And his hand goes from gentle to grabbing your shoulder. Tightly. Uh, uh. You can't be wasting your time here. You have things to do as the chief. When are you going to go back to Lavanella? I don't know. And he pulls you and pushes you against one of the trees. <clears throat> and his grasp feels firm, strong. God. My God. Kaleo. Jeez. You're supposed to be chief material. And right now, you'd make a second-rate one. Well, that's fine by me. That's a pathetic outlook, then. Why aren't you striving to be the best you can? Uh, Because I'm, I'm just not, all right? I don't want to be the best. I just want to live. What kind of life is that? One wasted, one buried under many more lives? Do you really... Do you really want to blend in with the crowd? Do you really just not want to amount to anything? 
Because if so, you're doing a great job. Ow. <laughs> Listen, if that's, if that's how you want to live, that's fine. I just... I just want to do what I want. I just... want to be... free. Then I'll show you a real... interesting way to be free. And you see as he pulls out his gun. (laughs) He puts it under your chin. (laughs) What? And, Nanette, roll initiative. Uh-huh. <laughs> this isn't even... What is happening? Why am I so bad? No. <laughs> what is this? This isn't our old games of tag. That's what this isn't. And Galeo points his gun at your foot. And he is going to shoot. This isn't even real. What is happening? What is... (sighs) Does a 14 hit you? It does not. You see as the bullet misses, you shift your leg to one side, avoiding it. But that bang reverberates inside of your head. Ugh. And, Nanette, what are you doing? Am I going to have to... He... This isn't even... I don't know. I'm just going to... I'm going to... I'm going to... Uh shoot with my bow because I don't have many other options. Alright. You are pinned up against a tree. Galeo is right in front of you. You roll with disadvantage. Okay. Okay. That would have been a good first shot. Damn. Well, there's the disadvantage. (laughs) You do hit Galeo. Roll your damage. Oh, okay. Um, it's just mental damage after mental damage, isn't it? As you shoot (laughs) into Galeo, you see as your arrow blows through his chest and he falls onto the floor, blood dripping from his mouth, his body rapidly shifting from his older self to his younger self to that smiling face that you are very fond of. (laughs) And before, as his blood drips onto the floor, he lays there still. It's not real. It's not real. And you see as the body begins to melt into a mist 
before collapsing onto the floor. And, Nanette, what are you doing as you're standing there? Your arrow lodged into the floor into nothing. Can I try to find a way out again? (laughs) You can do that anytime you want. Uh, Roll me a nature or investigation check. Or, if you can try, you could use Arcana. Oh, all of those are the same. Okay. Okay, so same Um, thing. mm. Oh, that was about to be so good. Oh, well. Um, Nanette, as you are currently rattled from what you just witnessed, you rush across the forest, running aimlessly around. The mist, heavy, it's heavy. The fog is opaque. Everything you can see is what's five feet in front of you. And not before long, you see another figure in the mist. Not another one. You see a tall and, and... Quite frankly, unforgettable silhouette walking towards you. Nanette, is that you? Oh, God. Have you come to join my ark? I don't need this right now. You see as Delir is getting closer and closer to you as you, I assume, are running. Yeah. You continue to run into the mist. Into nothingness. And you see as another Galeo pops up. And he goes, Nanat. Truly, what are you doing out on the sea? Have you even talked to mom and dad? Uh, then you hear the voice of Delir. Are you ready to draw in salvation? Freedom, Nanat. You can grant people the same freedom. You don't need to rely on anyone. Just yourself. You get ultimate uh, freedom. No, 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 no. These voices are practically echoing around you. Muddling your brain. You can make me another investigation check. Oh my god. Hello. Nanette, you run out of the forest so fast, so frightened, so confused. And you tumble out onto the gravelly beach, (sighs) skidding across the rocks. Uh, uh, I'm out. Oh, my God. And as you are out, 
you see that almost no time has elapsed since you have gone into the forest. What? Oh. That's weird. All of that was... weird. And you see that the ship is on the opposite side of you. It's to your left now, um, since you have breached through another side of the forest. Huh. I don't think I want to go back in there again. Um, is Eldora still bringing the things back to the ship? I'd say, actually, right right at that point, you would hear Eldora scream from within the forest. Oh, not, oh my god, what? You would hear a punch, a this loud clapping sound, and even thunder rumbling from within the forest. Oh, God. Eldoris! Your voice echoes around the forest, and... Let me roll for this. Eldoris breaches through the forest around the same side as you, and he looks to be completely glowing red. Oh my god. Oh, oh, Nanette. Eldoris. Are, are you alright? I went to go look for you after putting the stuff in the ship and you were gone. Yeah, I was... I was gonna tell you not to go in there if I saw you. Yeah... <laughs> I wish you waited for me before you went in there, because I was confused. I... I'm sorry. I didn't think it would be like that. There's something going on here. And unfortunately, I do think that we have to find some sort of tree or something to try to get the ship back into the water. Yeah. Huh. Maybe there might be some way that we can clear the fog in the forest. Well, we're gonna have to try to do whatever we can. For now, uh, maybe we should try to get a rest. Yeah, I think so. I might be in a better state to try to figure it out then. Eldorus pats your back and he leads you towards the ship. And uh, Oh, yeah, are you alright? You are literally glowing red. I saw some things I didn't want to see and then I got very angry. You know, yeah. 
who knew putting Delia in front of me could drive me absolutely insane? Wait, I did. <laughs> I think, think, um, we all know at this point. And, uh... Yeah. If it makes you feel any better, he's been driving me insane, too. I can tell. He points at the shell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to reiterate, Nanette, this whole time you've been hearing that ambient... That makes things even worse. It's, it's, it's giving you a headache, for sure. God. Um, but as you guys get to the ship, uh, Adric, you... What are you doing in the meantime? I think he's just been, like, laying down. Because <laughs> right now, he's very hurt. So he's probably been trying to sleep. You're laying down, kind of staring at the ceiling. Gao has been pacing around the room nonstop. Aww. Gao, what are you doing walking around so much? He looks up at you and he goes, Gao, 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 Gao. I don't understand anything you just said. He looks discouraged and continues pacing. Aww. Okay. And I'd say at this time, uh, Eldoris and Nanette opened the door to the captain's quarters. Oh, he like gets up from his position about sticks up. You guys find anything? Um, weird forest, weird, strange forest. Very weird, weird forest. forest. Like what? What's in, what's in it? Uh, mist, and, um, hallucinations. Okay, that's a weird force. Yeah. So we took the executive decision that maybe we should rest and figure this out the next day. After the previous events? Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Nanette, I'd say you can crawl into the hammock with a uh, jewel as well. Unless you would want to give her her space for this time. I, yeah, I think I'll give her some space. She is, she's not doing too good. <laughs> you can find your own sleeping quarters for the night, and, um, everyone can take a long rest. Uh, Nanette, Real quick, give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Oh, and Adric, give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, thank what? god. Okay. Oh, wow, that's okay. Thank god, I need... I, I need... Is that a wisdom saving throw? Wisdom saving throw, yes. Uh, no! <laughs> No! Nanette, you manage to get to sleep pretty easily. Your exhaustion kind of makes it so you instantly fall asleep as you hit the bed. Adric, as you lay your tired bones onto the hammock again and just try to rest, you feel unruly. You feel... As you go to sleep, 
the only things that play in your head over and over again is the imagery of the man from before, the man from Shadowfell, Kyberian, injuring Mako. Almost like flashing images, you see him dealing pain to your dear brother. As you plead for some semblance of peace, the imagery only gets more and more visceral as you see blood pouring out of his beak. You see more and more flashes of agony, pain. The pain even starts to manifest on your body. Oh shit, my life, alien. And you hear the words that he uttered to you before ringing your ears. You hear that he wants his crest back. And it'll only get worse from here. Sega. If there's any way I have to get my brother through that damn thing. Else I can't let it get into his hands. James. And... As you grapple with your future decision, um, give me a, give me an intelligence saving throw to see if you can actually fall asleep. Oh my god. Otherwise, you just won't get the benefits of a long rest. Ooh. Is it, is it? You fall asleep soundly, despite the roaring agony going on. And in the morning, as everyone wakes up, you all feel in much better shape. You see, for once, Adric wakes up first. He lets out, like, the biggest cat-like stretch. Like, oh, oh my god, my bones. Oh, that's so they they do feel like you it feels like you've been beaten up all night. Bird bones. Bird bones. And Eldorus, who is sitting in the corner next to Gao and petting him, goes, uh, good morning, Adric. Oh, this is so much better than yesterday. Hello, Eldorus. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, and uh, I hope we don't get beaten up more today. By the forest, maybe? Maybe by the forest. The forest did beat me up yesterday. Not for long. We figure a way out, that is. And at that point, Jewel even begins to stretch and wake up. And she goes, Ah, ah, good morning, everyone. Oh, Jewel, are you better now? I'm feeling a little bit dizzy, but I think he'll be fine. Okay, well, I think you can just uh, let us help you. Yeah. 
and she gets down from the hammock and does uh, big stretches, her tail oh. straightening out as she stretches Aww. out her back. That's our little baby. And, uh, Nanette, you feel the sleep of a lifetime coming <laughs> to an end. She has those marks on her arms. <laughs> You have the sleep marks. It feels like you don't know what year it is anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what, what, where am I? Ah, uh, you, you still crash landed on an island. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, I really needed that. Well, that's good. It's good that you feel better, too. It seems like everyone's doing better. Yeah. Oh, Jewel. I'm so glad you're alright. Good morning, Nanette. I am feeling much better. That fish really burnt the scales off of me. (laughs) Yeah, it, uh, gave me quite the scare. I hope we never see a sea demon again. I should learn how to baptize people. Um, we might need that if we ever do see something like that again. Hopefully not. Oh, definitely hopefully not. Yeah, I wouldn't like to see anything like that either. Must we threw a whole fireball at us. Uh, I, I did talk about being able to handle one of those, but it is, oh my god, those hit different nowadays. You handle them, yeah. but that day, they handled all of us. I don't know how I even survived. Well, I'm glad you did, honestly. Yeah. And you guys hear a groan from the opposite end of the room. All right. Grandpa. <sighs> oh, God. Can't you guys keep quiet for one a day? Uh, All of my fucking bones hurt. Um, well, if you feel like you need to keep lying down, you can. You bet I'm gonna be lying down in here. I I can't handle anything else. Oh my god. He does the, the sign of the ocean across his shoulders. And then he goes, Jeez, bless me, Ocean Mama. And he, like, <laughs> falls asleep. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've never heard someone refer to the Ocean God as Ocean Mama. But you know what? It'd be. Yeah. Well, you guys ready to stretch our bones? Yep. Yeah. Gao, Gao. Ready as I'll ever be. Oh. Oh. Eldorus right. picks up Gao and puts him around his shoulder. Oh. All right. Uh, let's go figure out how to not get our ass beat by the the mist. All right. All right. Well, I think. I may have an idea. 
as to something that could be connected to the mist. But I'll have to investigate it a little bit to be sure. All right, well, let's get to investigating. And uh, Eldorus opens the captain's quarters, and um, you, since everyone kind of slept in and slept in again, it's sunset around the island. It's this orangey hue oh. outside. Kind of fucked up our sleep schedule. Oh. <laughs> but... As this orange light peers into the captain's quarters, uh, you get the sense of fresh light and warmth. And uh, Eldorus hops onto the beach, and I assume you all do the same. Yep. Yes. All right, so what is everyone doing? Um, I'm um, just following them since I didn't really get to see the island before. I... I'm going to look at that obelisk again. Um, all right. Adric, if you want to roll me a perception check to see what you see, uh, please do. Okay. Good with me. Jewel will also be helping you so you can roll with advantage because she okay, is... Okay, I needed that. Oh my <laughs> god. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not seeing. Jewel is also not seeing. My eyes are bright. <laughs> yeah, as you open your eyes, you feel like the the sleep sand on it is just like crusty, and you you <laughs> the, you, you like squint. Damn, I can't see anything. I think the sun's out for us again. And she's oh, also god. squinting. Oh my god, even you! Okay, Jill, we'll, I'll fly you to the sun, and we're gonna teach it a lesson. One day. Yeah, we'll fight the sun! I'll be a Gatling gun! Yeah, that's what I'm talking about! Uh, Jewel goes for a high five. I'm <laughs> <laughs> high fiver. Oh, you know the rule, sleight of hand. No! Oh my god! <laughs> Not the tradition. The tradition. The cerulean world tradition. Oh boy. Okay. Please don't slap the child. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what he did. Does Do he slap the, the child? No. Don't make me slap. Let me trip. Let me trip. Let me slip. Let me slap. I'm gonna die. Oh god. That. That sleight of hand check is processing. Wait, Pro, would you roll? The a sleight five. of hand check for the thing. A five. Oh, a five? Um, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> you slapped Jewel. No! <laughs> Stop! You see, as, as Jewel goes and lines up the high five perfectly, she, like... You, you like, almost whiff her hand so hard that you, like, lightly slap her on the cheek. Adric, and she just goes... Face. She just looks at you and she goes, Are, are you okay? <laughs> he, like, he, like, looks at his hands. He's, like, he's just trembling. I hit the child. It's fine. You didn't hit me that hard. No, no. I no, you didn't hit... 
No, no, you don't understand. <laughs> you, I promise you, you didn't. Wrong. I did you it didn't wrong. hit me that hard. No, you let it. You didn't There's hit wrong. me that hard. Oh, please. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, Nanette, you hear all of this going on. <laughs> She just furrows her eyebrows and looks over at them. Yeah, you're on your knees investigating the obelisk, and you just turn around to see Adric freaking out. <laughs> um, like is everything all right knees. over there? He like falls to his knees in misery. Oh. <laughs> I need to oh, run. I, 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 pro I promise, I promise it's all okay. She like pats your back. I'll, I'll get you a better high five next time. <laughs> It's okay. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> she, she just can't stop laughing. <laughs> I've already sucked. The high five. I, I, I promise it's okay. <laughs> and um, we'll cut to Nanette. <laughs> okay. Um, Nanette, as you right, like. As, as you shrug off what they're doing, you're by the obelisk and investigating, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, roll me... Well, how are you trying to investigate this? Um, I think I'm going to use Arcana. Okay. Uh, roll What's me an this? Arcana check. Okay. Yes, sir. No! Um. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um. All right. Hands uh, on my head, devastated. Nanette, you do understand that there is magic coming from this, but you don't know what it is, what it does, or what it can do. <laughs> Why can't I understand? Why can't I understand? Here, here's what I'll tell you. You can totally use detect magic, and I'll give you advantage on this. Oh, will that work like that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Detect magic lets you detect magic. I, I, yeah. Okay. Wait, what am I doing? <laughs> You're trying to detect magic on the obelisk, right? Oh yes, yes, yes. Um. It was nothing. Hello? Detect magic? Um, you don't have to roll anything for detect magic. Just make sure you burn the spell slot. Oh, awesome. Okay. Um. Nanette, as you put this outward projection of magic, kind of like a sonar device, you mm -hmm. feel pulses and you feel the magic funneling back into you. And your eyes adjust, and you can see faint auras around this island. You see an almost abundant natural ley line under this island. There is magic pouring out of it. You under see the island? The, basically the whole island, but its origin is below the island. Huh. You also would notice a strong magical pulse... From the center of the island. And okay. you would notice a strong magic radiating from 
the obelisk, and it's connected to the sticks around you. Huh. Like, that, those, the obelisk has direct lines feeding from the, the sticks into the obelisk. Okay. And you said there were words on the sticks, right? Yes, there are words on the sticks. Can I try to read them? Um, as you get closer and try to read the font on this, these sticks, you read in, or, or like, they're all kind of strewn about, but you see the words deceptive, the, ship, our, slumberin', wayward, beyond, sailors, jungle, lay, and legendary. And I oh, can send God. those lists of words <laughs> to you. Yes, I, I will send this down. list of words. I'm in my and detective mode. You you read those sets of words out, and I will send that just right in spectator. That is, those are all the words you see. And the magic is flowing from each stick down and through to the obelisk. It they definitely are connected. Okay, awesome. Just give me a second. Um Adric, is there anything you want to do in the meantime? What? Like what specifically? Um so far that's pretty much up to you. There's just the whole island out for you. And along mm -hmm. with those wooden stakes that Nanette is looking at. You yeah. could also survey the damage done to your own ship, because no one's checked that out. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Um, Adric, you walk over to the underbelly of the ship, and just at a first glance, what you can see... You see the entire underbelly of the ship is splinted, cracked, and rumbling. There is... There are pieces of wood lodged into the gravel that broke off when the ship crashed into the sand. Okay, we're gonna need a lot of help and work with this. And... Uh, Jewel looks like she's doing, like, she's crouched over by the wood, and she picks one up, and she goes, Yeah, definitely not good. Not good. Yeah, see, you're, you're an expert at this. You know, I I wish I kind of watched the the little um, gnome guys work on the ship, because I think I could fix it. Huh. That would be pretty interesting. I, I can't wait for Mako to come back and then make me a jetpack. And then I'm going to use the jetpack like those little gnomes. And then I can fix anything on the ship. That would be pretty awesome. You see as uh, Joel walks over across the sand and begins to like, like clank the wood against the parts of the ship that are still intact. I see. This one goes here. And uh, she drops it, and then she goes, Oh, that was supposed to stay. 
But yeah, Adric, you can see that, oh, even some of the personal belongings from inside of the ship are spilled out across the sand. Oh, Lord. Oh, wait, let me pick these up. You pick up several things. You pick up, uh, like, the carpenter tools. You pick up some rope that was laying around. You pick up a trash can full of papers. Oh, that's Um, a lot of paper. You do see that on... Some of the bits you can see, you see Mako's name written on it. Um, what you see is heartfelt letters written to Mako from Eldoris. Oh. Oh, God, he has someone that cares about him. Okay, um, you see just several things. You see the cooking supplies. You see the frying pans that are laying around. You see barrels of spice. Definitely a lot to carry around. Oh boy. Hey, Jewel. You want to help a little bit? Actually, I don't know if that's a good idea. Um, I can try. And she mm-hmm. walks over uh, and she's going to try to pick up a barrel of spice. She struggles, she strains, and she picks one up. Oh, you did it. This thing is really heavy. Hey, but you got it. All right, let me help you out a little, and then we can both carry it. Um, you help Jewel to carry it back onto the ship, uh, slowly lugging it up. And you do get pretty much everything one by one into the ship. There we go. And I do want to mention that that Eldorus is sitting over your shoulder and going, mm-hmm, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> And that, and that is just yeah. scrambling, like, writing these words. Yeah, you're you have like a journal out and you're you're writing all of these words. There has to be some kind of message. Um Hey Adric, are you good with word puzzles? Um yeah. I think so, yeah. And uh Eldoris calls you over Well come on then. Uh, Alright. And he like scurries over. Uh, Nanette's like, Nanette's like whispering to herself. She's like, beyond the ship. Wait, no. Our. <sighs> She's crossing stuff out. Yeah, you're you're like repetitively uh, saying stuff and then crossing it out. And Eldorus is looking, and he goes, "I can't read." You can't read? I have never been taught to read. Why? 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 Uh, well, um, I was born an orphan, and oh, uh, no okay. one teaches orphans to read. Um, really? No. Teach yeah. you how to read. 
Especially in the undersea, where I came from. The galleon seas are rough. If you don't have a parental uh, figure, it's kind of surprising that I'm not dead. Well, well <clears throat> that's something. Um, at least you're alive and taking care of us, though. I mean, you. Never mind. Um. So. Yeah, these these. Oh wait. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. I was I was thinking it, but I I didn't, you know. Yeah. You know what? I I appreciate the sensitivity, but I've come to terms that I am dead. Okay. <laughs> oh man. And um, Adric, as you get a look at these words, you would see the same array that Nana is looking at, scrawled out on the paper in front of her, and that's in spectator chat. <laughs> Slung deceptive, being shook on slumbering wayward beyond sailors' general planet. Oh, I think I got it a little at least. Uh, already? Um, what I'm getting is deceptive, you know, like you guys were telling me the jungle little forest area had like hallucinations and everything, right? Yeah. 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 And it says, wayward beyond Salem Shunner. So I'm guessing this, this little hallucinatory forest is, if the thing is beyond, and then it says, Lele legendary. So I'm guessing there's something beyond the forest that is, uh, legendary. And, uh, Adric, can you compose this into a sentence? And... Tell me the order of the letter, the words. <laughs> put it in order. I can't put things in order. I can't put, even put my life in order. Anyways, well, um, basically, do <laughs> just, oh <my> God. <laughs> just uh, write it as a sentence for me. Um. Okay. Give me a second, actually, because I need to sit down and write this down. And, Adric, as you come to the solution. You put your fist against your hand, and you begin to move the sticks in order, one by one, forming a sentence. And then this over here. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, maybe not. Let me move this over here. Ooh, okay, that sounds better. Oh, and that's yeah, just that's watching one, mesmerized. One. All right, got it, got it. And Adric, as you move all of these sticks in order. You see the ground beneath you begins to quake and rumble as the gravel shifts and they fall into grooves head and beneath. The shells and loose stones begin to glimmer and in the orange incandescent light an intense heat begins to emanate from the ground. What melting the? the gravel. Um. And you see, as the circle gets filled in with this sparkling energy, this roaring arcana, and this mesmerizing magma, the obelisk in the middle shifts and begins to twirl. As it spins vehemently, you see Ooh. as amethyst light explodes out 
from the cracks. The rock begins to split as the shimmering light pulls it apart. Standing where the obelisk was is now a figure. You see a clay figure. Rocks and shells forming a man. Well, a man well past his peak. Cracks line his body with imperfections, and the droning of energy can be heard from within the cavities of his body. As you stare at this man, you see a cowboy hat jauntily placed atop his head. Spilling out from it are shells formed from interlocking strands of hair that goes down to his shoulder. His face having glinting stones and gem-like shards embedded in it. He is missing both of his arms, and the gravel seems to lose shape as it goes further down his waist. And he goes, I see. Some sailors finally found my resting spot. How did you come out of this entire puzzle we solved? Yeah, well, because this puzzle's my puzzle. I made it. You know, that was a very good puzzle. I'm not gonna lie. I like solving Impressive. It. I tried to keep it sort of sim- simple so some people could figure it out. But difficult enough to keep the dummies away. Yeah, well, how many times have someone solved the puzzle? You're the first. Really? Oh, that's awesome. This island's tucked away. Not many people come here. Oh, true. And for context, this is who you guys see. Holy mama. Sorry. Oh my god. That's all right. I'm not sorry at all, actually. And this stone cowboy tips his hat to you. And now that you solve the puzzle, it's up to me to explain to you the entire thing in this island. Yeah, all right. Cool. My name is Callius Lockbolt. I'm a man who used to roam the seas. You might have heard of my crew. We were called the Varmin Pirates back in our heyday. Me too, Does that sound familiar? Well, actually, I think I have heard of him. Didn't I fight oh. you one time? <laughs> Is that who you were talking about? Yeah. I think that's the guy. Oh, you don't really oh, look familiar. What's your name, sailor? Don't tell me. Uh, uh, my name is, um... Uh... Schmeldorus Walk Dragon. Oh and he God. puts his hands on his hips. I don't... <laughs> I don't think he's gonna... The... You see, as Callius looks at this man, looks at Eldorus in the eyes with this vacant stare and goes, All right, I I do remember you. You looked quite different back in your heyday. But Eldorus, see walk, dragon. Uh, you were some psychopath on the sea. 
um, yeah, 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 yeah. Back in my day, way, way long ago. Yeah, you damn near, well, you damn did blow off one of my arms. You know, the, the past is the past, and the present's the present, so you forgive and forget, right, Callius? And I did hear that you didn't remember my name up until I said it. Ooh. Uh, guys, I'm gonna go sit over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Oh. Uh. All right, well, uh, problems aside from the past, um, how did you exactly end up in this predicament of being inside of a puzzle in this yeah. island? Well, this island has always been here, and it's always had some magical properties. However, it wasn't until my death that I found it. When I was roaming the seas, still well and alive, I was attacked by a ferocious pirate. The man whose name is Kabirian. Kabirian Black Veil. He's the captain of the... Yeah, he's the captain of the Black Hearts Pirates. Something His like that. I, that man I sent me to my grave. So it was him, huh? He uh, gives you a nod. Yeah, I've got some business to deal with him myself, actually. Well, that means we're mutual in our cause. Because I assume yours is one of revenge. Yep. That man, Kabirian. He's never been one to leave people on a good note. That's for sure. Right, that's what I'm getting at this point right now. Yeah. Him and his crew. The the famine, war, death, and conquest. They tore through this world, doggedly looking for a greatness. I mean, to be fair... Aren't we all looking for greatness on these seas? Yeah, I guess so. I look for it in a harsher way, though. I'd say so. Well, either way, he sent my crew to their grave. And in death, my rage persisted. My anger kept. However, I knew I was powerless to fight back. So all I did was get ready to set up a next generation to fight that man. What? A next generation. Yeah, yeah. If I can't beat him, I'm gonna give a hand to whoever can. And whoever could solve this puzzle and get through all my tasks. Well, then they deserve a legendary ship. Maybe we'll be up to it then. Hidden beneath this island. Hidden beneath this fog. Deep in the center of the island. There's a couple of trials I set up. To ensure that whoever gets my ship is worth my ship. Yeah. 
And yeah, that doesn't sound bad. I mean, I we kind of crash landed on this island in the first place. Mm-hmm. Then I suppose you might meander into it. And you should definitely go for it. The galleon of the varmen. Oh, that's one beauty of a ship. I poured my heart into that. That doesn't sound bad, actually. All right, well, we'll look into that and we'll make sure. All right. Before you set off to go into the center of the island, I will tell you to prepare yourself. Besides the fog of the forest that plays tricks on the eyes, there's more to be had. The trials I set for you, they're called the test of strength, the test of clarity, and the test of confidence. Hmm. I mean, I think the title say enough that yeah. Anything else we have to know? Well, there's one more thing that I would just like to throw out there. It's not really pertaining to anything serious, so you can let your guard down. It's about uh, some business I had while I was living. If you guys ever run into a man or a boy named Callius Jr., my son, can you please tell him his peepaw died with honor? And he tips his hat. Aww. Yeah. Um, sure thing. Tell us. We'll make sure. And over there in the sand, in a treasure chest, that's my hat and my gun. I'd like to give it to him, but uh, I could only trust the sailors who come through here to give it. Okay. Oh, right, Nene, you found that earlier, right? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, I think it's cool if you get that so we can eventually give it to his son. Yeah, we, we can do that. All right, goes, cool. I definitely did not hide that well enough. It's so much you can do on dead time. Yeah, you know, um, um, it was um, very helpful, though. Half glad you did hide it bad because we were in a dire situation and I almost yeah. died. Well, it's much appreciated. I guess the potion, if not for my son, is better wasted or used, not wasted, on some sailors like you. Now, yeah. I'll have to bid you adieu for my time is taken. Alright. Rest well. He tips his hat and he goes, Au revoir. And as he tips his hat one last time, you see as the body of this man and the obelisk entirely begin to crumble into slow gravel with amethyst chunks in it. And it drips into the beach, looking like nothing happened here. Adric... Edric, like, slowly turns to you with, like, sparkles in his eye. That was so cool. So cool. (laughs) Oh, my She, like, grabs his shoulders, like. (laughs) He grabs her shoulders, Jewel 
starts running around in circles. That was awesome! Right? That was the coolest pirate I've ever seen! That was the coolest dead guy I've I, ever seen! I couldn't even... Yeah, uh, besides Eldorus, of course, but... Uh, uh, I, both I, of those jabbed into Eldorus comically as he's, like, in the foreground. <laughs> um, well... That... Well, I could barely even speak. I was... I was just so... Wow. Yeah, I, I was, like... I was standing there keeping my composure, but... Trust me when I say my internal self was like, whoa, that's so cool. I can't believe I'm talking to a guy like this right now. Yeah. The only thing is, uh, getting through that forest is going to be pretty difficult. I was hoping there would be a way to uh, get rid of the fog, but I guess not. I mean, maybe we can try and I'm not sure if it's gonna work anyway. I don't know. I was thinking this obelisk might have something to do with it, but... Oh, yeah, that's fair. From what well, we just saw, it doesn't seem so. Yeah, it was just uh, his body inside of it. Well, also, we now have a good way to get a new ship. Yeah, we've been needing one. Yeah. And then now that we kind of whammy the ship. Eldorus yeah. uh, picks himself up and dusts himself off. He goes, <clears throat> a cool dead guy coming through. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, so we're just gonna go through the fog, and we'll treat this as a trial. Yeah, I know he said that there was three trials besides the fog. So what we'll do is um go through and uh I think whatever happens in that fog, do not fight back. Yeah, and also whatever you might see. It's not real. Hopefully, we can keep that mindset while we're in there. Uh, I will maybe say, I was, I was kind of um, talking back a little to the image of my brother. Maybe that was a little stupid. I mean, well, those illusions know, were very real. You didn't even know it first, so... Yeah. Let's just stay focused on the goal. And then we get a sick pirate ship. Eldorus, uh, go, like, runs to the ship real quick, grabs a spool of rope, and he goes, All right, we're gonna handle this like children. We're going to tie ourselves to each other, and we're <laughs> yeah. going to make it through. Okay. Okay. Interesting strategy. Who wants to be in front? Should I, you be in front? Alright, it's me in front. Alright. Um, Eldorus ties the rope to himself, and then to you, Adric, and then to Nanette. And he looks at Jewel in the face and goes, 
Are you sure you want to go into there? You might see some things that I don't think you're ready to handle. I, I'll be fine, I'm sure. What's the worst that can happen? You know, that's a good uh, thing. Um, it kind of, you know, has to do with the past, so... Well, um, I'll be fine. And she grabs the rope from Eldoris and ties it around herself. Oh, oh I'm sure. I'm sure. Listen, I'm, I told you guys. I can handle myself. Alright, we'll trust you for now. But if anything happens, we're all here. Okay? Don't forget yeah. that. She nods very quickly. And Eldorus begins to march inwards. And uh, you guys are tugged along. And as you walk into the forest with the large gemstone trees, the fog slowly seeps in. Starting at feet level, then rapidly raising, you hear a howl of wind as these claw marks rupture through the fog, and you are suddenly ensnared in a thick veil. And there it is. How we are going to do this is in initiative order so I'm gonna have you guys roll for me uh, I will roll for Jewel and I will roll for Eldora oh okay Eldora sort of poorly Ooh. so this this fog is caused by magical means, right? You, from your detect magic earlier, you can very much understand that this was an inherently magical uh, fog. Yes, okay. Okay, so... Otherwise, I would be much better against it. <laughs> Jewel, roll a 17. Oh, wait. What did oh, I... you roll, Nanette? An 8. An 8. Adric, you? Uh, 16. 16, and Eldorus rolled, I'm pretty sure, a 4. Yep. Um, he does not want He's trying his best. As you all walk into this fog, and the mist begins to overtake you, and soon you cannot even see who's in front of you in this marching order. Just fog. You see the rope is still attached, but there is nothing but fog. And you suddenly hear as Jewel begins muttering to herself as she looks around. You hear her go, Mom? Mom? Mommy? What are you doing here? Oh, no. 
Jewel? It, it's not real, remember? You feel a tug as the rope pulls to one side. And then she goes, Why are you saying things like that? Jewel? Can I... And it's not your turn, Nat. Ah, okay. And Adric, as you continue to walk, you hear Jewel begin uh, murmuring those things to herself. You see, walking alongside, you see coming out from behind a tree in the same direction and uh, Jewel is looking. You see long black feathers that turn fuzzy at the back of his head. You see brilliant red eyes that glare through the furrowed brows. You see black tinted circular glasses that are sitting atop a beak. He has a very large and full frame with his chest puffed out and a large feather spilling out from his tight button shirt. He is wearing a tailcoat that flaps in the wind next to his tail. Oh, and you know who this is. That's your father. And in his hand is a dagger. And it's covered in blood and feathers. And he goes, Is that you? You disappointment. You see... Cucumber? Adric, as your father holds this dagger under your chin. Do you need to be cleaved once more? Why couldn't you just remain gone? Why couldn't you have been a better father? Better father? If I needed to be a better father, then your siblings wouldn't have been so good. That's a damn Your siblings never disappointed me as much as you and Mako. Mako was better. If so, then why did he run? Why did he go to piracy? He should have known better. You should have known better. He pushes this bloody dagger that was once used against you onto your own throat. You'll learn someday that what I was doing really was the best I could as a parent. You'll learn that your siblings... Oh, they're doing great things, unlike you and Mako. And they've always been doing greater things than you and Mako. You know, 
Maybe if it wasn't for you, Maka would be on the same path. Same path of what? Your ego? He smiles, a twisted smile. You could put it that way. My ego. My joy. My passion. And at that point, you would feel the presence of your siblings all riling up against your father, right next to your father. They're propelling his jeering forward as he, you feel this dagger just slowly be dragged from one end of your neck to the other. You know, I really, really could have done better raising you. Maybe if I was more strict or threatened you with death faster. And he pushes the dagger into your shoulder. And does a 19 hit you? Absolutely. You take six psychic damage. Oh. As his words literally cleave into your skull. And Adric, is there anything you'd like to do on this turn? I think he is trying to calm his own mind right now, and he's also trying to keep an eye on Jewel, in a way. You start to try to tune out your father's voice. You try to dull the pain. And your eyes are only fixated, not on your father, but Jewel, who you see begins to cry. And that is going to go to Nanette's turn. Oh God. Once again, you see your brother. Once again, you walk the path of least resistance. You walk the path that only benefits you. Why do you do that, Nanette? Nanette looks at him for a second, but then looks back ahead of them. He begins to hold your shoulder. Running away from me isn't going to help you at all. What if mom and dad, what if they die on that island? What if your actions, your negligence, 
causes them to die. All I've ever cared about is what happens to mom and dad. All I've ever cared about is what happens to the Silk Satyrs. Do you not care the same? Nanette, I, I think she kind of starts to feel a bit of boiling rage with not only him, but also the noise that has constantly been going through her head. But she just closes her eyes and keeps walking. I'm going to have you specifically, as these words are pelting into your brain, as this sound is constantly irritating you. I want you to roll me an intelligence saving throw to keep on track. Okay. You shut your eyes tight. You block out the noise. You think to yourself, it's going to be okay. It'll be all right. I'm, this is not real. And you continue pushing forward. And you continue onwards. And that's going to go to Aldoris's turn. You see as Eldorus almost stops. You bump into his back, Nina. Huh? And all you see is this roaring rage, this red, this incandescent red that almost makes this entire place luminous. Oh, God. You see as sparks of electricity begin to rip off of his back. And I'm going to roll... For Aldoris. Oh no. You see, no, you hear as this bolt of thunder cracks around Aldoris. And you hear as gallows. The sounds of rope swaying in the wind. The sound of bells cracking against each other. And you hear this blinding sound as if death has crept into the very vicinity. And uh, Alright, so I'm going to roll for this randomly. One is Jewel, two is Adric, three is Nanette, and four is Eldorus himself. What? And 
I'll roll for it in front of you all. Uh-oh. And that is you, Nanette. Oh. Can you roll me a wisdom saving throw? What are you doing? Uh, Nanette, are you missing any hit points? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh. Uh, okay, Nanette, you feel as if this noose descends from the heavens, along with the sound of church bells are ringing, tolling. And as it wraps around your neck, oh my god, what? it cracks and explodes and expels into fine dust along the wind. And that is going to go over to Jewel's turn. Jewel begins to audibly sob her eyes out. (laughs) Mom, please stop. I'm so scared. Why are you acting like this? And she begins to cover her ears and curl up into a ball that's dragging along with you guys on this rope. And that is going to your turn, Adric. And you hear as your father leans in close. I thought that at least you'd be able to put up a fight. But I see even the oh-so-fighty Adric has been reduced to nothing but a coward and a shell. Shell, whatever you say. Weren't you the one who always used to try to defend Mako? Now here you are. Dragging him into danger. Dragging his body into danger. Isn't it your fault that he is over in Shadowfell right now? He does not respond. And I want you to be honest with me, Adric. Does that Mm -hmm. line hurt? Yeah. And 25 does hit you. It does. What do you mean does a 25 hit me? And that is going to be... That is going to be three damage. Psychic Uh, damage. Okay. As you feel your skull hurts. From this remark. And that is going to go. Or, Adric, are you going to do anything else on your turn? Um, I don't know what else I can do. So, no. All right. And that is going to go to Nanette. 
Nan, you still hear Galeo's jeers as his words are cutting into your flesh. As you hear him ridiculing you for your negligence. I bet you didn't even know. One of the main duties of the chief that is going to fall back on our father, who I doubt can hold himself like that anymore. <sighs> and Nanette, as he says this, you do feel this memory, this repressed memory, begin to bubble up. And you hear your mother talking about an ancient beast that used to roam the Lavanilla Archipelago. That all four of the Silk Seder chiefs have to deal with together, unified. If even uh -oh. one chief is gone, that could spell disaster. For Lavanella as a whole. And our father, he was looking for a replacement. Have you wondered why he's perpetually sitting in that chair? Has it ever occurred to you why he's sitting in that chair, Nanette? And that just begins to sweat, and she feels anxiety pulling up in her stomach. And, Nanette, I'm gonna ask you to be totally honest with me. Did those words hurt? Yeah. They did. A 20 does hit you. It sure does. And that is going to be seven damage, Nanette. Okay. You feel those words abrasively rip across your skull, through your nerves, and it hurts. It hurts so bad. And that's going to go to Eldorus's turn. Eldorus is still gleaming bright red. Oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Eldorus rolled a natural one on his wisdom oh, save. No. no! He begins to look frantic, his aura gleaming red, his grasp on the situation loosening. You see, as that electricity that was furling around him grows and grows and grows, and he unleashes a shockwave. I'm going to roll a d4 in front of you. Same order as last time. And that goes to Eldorus himself. You see, as his magic grows unruly, 
as clouds begin to apparate within his fists. As this aura begins to pick itself up. And boom! Boom! Lightning strikes into Eldorus, ripping into his body and striking himself for 12 damage. And he is smoldering and ashen, but his color regains from the jolt of pain as he continues to press on through the fog. And that is going to go back to Jewel's turn. Jewel goes, I I can't, please, please, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to run. I didn't mean to, I I didn't want to, I don't want to be awake. I'm so scared. As she begins to full on sob, Jewel is going to take some damage. You hear a yelp from Jewel as her head begins to squeeze and she just grabs her horns and just holds them. I didn't mean to. And that is going to go to Adric's turn. Adric, you see as your father fades into nothing, as the smog completely deapparates, and you see as another figure walks up towards you, skulls clanking on his waist, black long hair knotted into a ponytail towards the back flowing through the wind. White, pale skin that is covered in cracks. And you see this figure is holding something. You see Kyberian is holding someone. You try to run from everything. You ran from the ship. You took what I needed to come back to this world. And now I'm going to impart the worst pain I can onto you. And you see as he reaches for a blade that is on his waist. He twirls it around. He aims it at your neck, Adric. And then he goes, Not on you. And he flips the blade around and jabs it through Mako's skull. Mako. And you hear Mako scream as he falls limp onto the floor. This is not real. This is not real. It's not And he walks up to you, and he's like an inch from your face, and he goes, Is that what you wanted when you stole my crest? You knew I was going to come for it. You knew I was.
was going to come from my belonging. I earned it, and you stole it. Shouldn't be your weapons in the first place. Now, Adric, be very honest with me. Did that hurt? Oh, yeah. You're in luck. I believe he rolled an 11, which is lower than your AC. Yeah. You take no psychic damage, but the wound left by those words are perpetual in your brain. And your eyes can only fixate on Mako's limp, ragdoll-like body strewn across the grasses amidst the fog with blood seeping out of it. And Adric, I will say, is fear the emotion you're feeling, or is it rage? It's rage and worry. Roll me a wisdom save. Oh, come on, I'm good at wisdom in the first place. Okay, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Edric, roll an attack. Oh, God. Roll me an attack. An Eldritch Blast, please. An Eldritch Blast? Is it? Oh, oh my. Find you. <sighs> and now roll me a d4. Oh, please. It's no one because that's an 8, and it. Fuck, which one was the D4? No, that's not you. Actually, I will say that this cannot hit anyone. Yeah. So it is it is fine. It would have hit Eldoris. It would have hit Eldoris. And you oh charge up this Eldritch Blast. You feel it warbling, your rage uncontrollable, your feelings insurmountable. You feel everything within these moments. And you fire it, and it crashes into one of these gem-like trees. It sunders it, and you hear a large, booming collapse in the distant forest. It's not like it is right now. And that is going to go to Nanette's turn. Ah. <gasps> you have you thought it through have you thought out why our dad is confined to a chair most of his days do you think he can keep up with people like us anymore he might have been oh so strong he might have been a figure to look up to back then but now he's old he's slow and he's dying And now, thanks to both of the potential chiefs running away, someone who is nearly, who is not even nearly, trained like us, is going to take the throne 
is going to take that seat. And they're going to get our family killed. You know that no one in the village other than us could ever, ever even hope to replace father. You know that, don't you, Nanette? Stop it. Stop what? Stop telling the truth. I'm just telling you what you already know. You just haven't put the dots together. You haven't bothered to look past what you've seen. I'm showing you what you've caused. I've caused it too. I know I've caused it. And he holds his head where his horn would have been. I know what happened. But at least I lost my duty trying to save lives. And Nanette, be very honest. Does that hurt to hear? Yeah, quite, quite a bit. And what feeling is bubbling up? I think just pure anxiety and irritation. Nanette, roll me mm-hmm. a d20. Oh, 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 okay, wonderful. And let me know what you got. Or, sorry, a d100. Oh, a d, okay, okay, okay. A d100. That is a 18. Nanette, as you are feeling this anxiety, feeling this sadness, feeling this irritation, your wild magic begins to bubble out of you. It begins to warble. It begins to manifest in a different shape. As this magic gets out of your control and forming different shapes, what's going through your head? Um, that even if I don't want to admit it or think about it, to a great extent, Galeo is right. You acknowledge that Galeo is right. And you see as a cloud begins to form above your head. There are ruptures of thunder. There are ruptures of rain. As you feel this cloud, metaphorically and literally rain down on you in your sadness in your anxiety 
That is going to go to Eldorus' turn. And Eldorus is going to roll an intelligence saving throw. And he absolutely fails. Eldorus begins to look wild and mad, his hair glinting and glowing as it begins to pick up, looking like tendrils through the fog. His braid of a noose begins to come undone, and you see as water begin to bubble out of his flesh. You feel as if this energy is expelled from his body at such a pace. I'm going to roll a d4 in front of everyone. And that is going to hit Adric, if it does hit. Oh. And it does. No, no. That's a crit. Oh, no. I'm gonna die. And Adric... Let me roll for this. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Uh. Adric, you feel as this orb of frost hangs over your head. As you are panicked, you're feeling anxiety, you are feeling so many emotions right now, then all of a sudden... <gasps> This ray of frosty energy crashes into your body with this explosion, this might. What? Oh, and you take 16 damage. I'm down. Oh, you, no. The last thing you see is Kyberian. Then, as you fall to the floor, your hazy vision meeting the fog, and you are laying looking directly into Mako's eyes as you were being dragged along the grass. And as you go down, Eldorus breaks through the fog. And Nanette, you see that Galeo begin to fade away into nothingness. Oh. You see, Jewel is pulled out of the fog, and everyone has made it out. Oh, thank God. Oh. And Wait. Eldorus collapses onto his knees. Uh, Adric, Eldorus... Jewel. And you see Eldorus is battered and injured oh, pretty, pretty hard. And Jewel is also just injured and crying in a ball. Oh god, um... Can I... Heal Adric since he's down. Yes, you may. 
Okay. Roll it, and Adric, you can wake up. Thank oh, you. awesome. I got the max amount. Adric slowly awakens and gets up, and he, like, immediately looks around. Adric, you are in a wide open clearing. There is no fog. There is only pillars of trees that are surrounding you like a ring. And there is a crystal in the middle of the field. We we made it through the fog. Okay, that's good because that really, really beat me up. Yeah, I think it got to all of us pretty hard. Yeah, okay. Jeru, you're right there. (laughs) She appears to be having an anxiety attack. I'm going to try to just hold her. She, as you pull her in for a hug... She is hyperventilating into your chest and sobbing inconsolably. It's okay. It's okay. You're all right now. (laughs) Whatever you saw, it wasn't real. It can't hurt you anymore. And to calm her down, I'm going to have you roll Persuasion. This is going to be a hard check. She just saw some pretty horrible shit. Oh, God. Okay. Uh. She is just continuously sobbing, tears flooding from her eyes. She is gripping your, your arms really hard. You feel as in, like, her talons almost dig into you, and she just hyperventilates. Oh, Jewel. And you, like, goes near the doors, and you, like, gently catch his breath. Eldorus is staring directly up at the sky, and you see as his eyes are vacant, they are filled with this look of pure distress. You don't know Eldorus that well, so if you want to pick up on what he's feeling from a glance... Give me an insight check. Okay. Ooh. Mm-mm. You can just tell that, just like you, he has seen way too much for today. And he goes, I'm fine. Okay. Is everyone okay? 
most of us are pretty well beaten up by everything we saw. But I think for the most part, uh, we're all most of right now. All right. Oh, I'm glad everyone's okay. And I guess we just keep pushing on. The things we gotta do, boys. And as you all sit there, um, what are each of you doing? Um, so you said there was a, a crystal? There is a crystal hovering above a large, this large clearing right in the middle. Hmm. Um... There seems to be runic text glowing around it. And that is pretty much all you can see at a glance. Mm. I don't want to leave Joel, so... I... I think for now I'm just going to pick her up. And hold her. You pick her up slowly. She's just sobbing into your shoulder. Crying. And she just doesn't seem to have a grasp on what's happening at the moment. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll take a closer look at the crystal. As you lean to look at the crystal holding jewel you see different languages different words different texts you see words that you couldn't even begin to string together in some languages some that almost move as they are written and you see the one that you can read the stream of words amidst Constant streams of words. You read, In the grassy meadow, the cowboy stands dreary. When the ground turns to dust and ash, the cowboy rides with a flame in his stride. Huh. That's all I can, that's all I can get from that? Yes, just this crystal that says, In the grassy meadow, the cowboy stands dreary. When the ground turns to dust and ash, the cowboy rides with flame in his stride. And I'll say, as you read that, Nanette, to give you some time to process what you read, that's where we will end today's session. Hello everyone, and welcome to the end of today's episode. 
I hope you all enjoyed this horrific and uh, quite brutal session. And I'd like to thank you all for listening. And as always, please do share this with your friends, this podcast with your friends. And uh, force them to listen. Hold them at gunpoint. Make them listen. But don't hold them at gunpoint. Just make them listen. Now, bye-bye.